0: Broadway binge podcast. I'm Jeremy and I'm Hannah and we are going to tell you the history of American musical theater by reviewing and ranking all of the most important musicals from Showboat to today. Today we enter the 1960s with Bye Bye Birdie from 1960 with music by Charles Strauss, lyrics by Lee Adams, and book by Michael Stewart. All right, uh, how, how you doing today, Hannah?
1: I'm doing good, Jeremy. I'm, do, I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Um, I want to just uh, begin by applauding Jeremy on his um... Well, sort of picking up of the slack and the Broadway binge <laughs> world. He's done quite a few minisodes, uh, here to great acclaim. Um, I just moved from Philly to Providence, Rhode Island, uh, to get my MFA from Brown Trinity Rep. Um, so maybe my uh, voice will really improve <laughs> over the next three <laughs> years, we can hope. Uh, so, But now I'm settled, and uh, back on the podcast game.
0: That's right, and even if you're even if you're busier for more hours than you used to be, I think your schedule is probably going to be more regular than true. in the past. So I'm yeah. I'm hopeful for the future of the binge.
1: <laughs> we have we've got uh, big hopes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So this is gonna this is coming totally out of nowhere, but I just want to say it because if I don't say it now, it's not going to come up in conversation for like two years probably. Mm. Mm-hmm. But um, I just saw Dear Evan Hansen on Friday and hated it.
1: Oh, a hot take from Jeremy Berman to begin our time today. Um, Yeah. I've been listening to Waving Through the Window a lot, waving through a window a lot on uh, my walk to school in the morning, and I have not seen the show. I just like the song.
0: Oh, a poor boy. He's such an outsider. Why doesn't he just ruin an entire (laughs) town and, like, like, ruin everything and like lie to people and he, he's so he but he's he's such a victim. I've heard he, this. He's awkward.
1: I've heard this critique of it. I've I've heard that the second person who played the role, who I imagine is no longer there, played him a little more as like having some sort of a like a a more um obvious sort of mental handicap of some Autism-ish, kind. Yeah, autism yeah. or something. Um, the guy
0: I saw who I think is the third guy also played it very much that way mm-hmm. and I feel like This is more authentic Mm -hmm. to like as as it's written, but Ben Platt is just so charismatic and likable that it makes you sort of root for a despicable character because Mm -hmm. Ben Platt is so likable and makes you understand, like, oh, I can see why the popular girl would date him Mm. because, like, at least he's really good looking, even though he's socially awkward. (laughs) But when you're not really good looking and you're socially awkward and you're really leaning into like playing the role of like an autistic boy. Yeah. It 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 was just so uncomfortable, not because like autistic people are, make me uncomfortable, but because this character was just despicable, mm-hmm. and he didn't have Ben Platt's charisma. I've heard so, this like, critique that yeah. it's like very much like,
1: oh, it's very hard to be a white boy on the outside, and then he does terrible things to everyone. Um, yeah,
0: like in real life, someone doing this, would, like you'd think they're a terrible person. The only reason we were okay with it, maybe I don't know if I ever would have been okay with it, um, is because mm. it was Ben Platt. I also hate Passick and Paul, and I think they're uh, mediocre and.
1: At the writing not team. worthy
0: of, yeah they're not worthy of the claim we've given them um, i haven't seen greatest showman but i'm certain it's bad tweens don't <laughs> at me um, we just lost coming a lot in of listeners in Hannah. hot
1: coming in hot jeremy coming in we hot we
0: you, you don't even you don't even know how many listeners we just lost like half of our listener base just like turned just, off so you're oh. you're going to have to take
1: Five of the ten. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. We've got like, 200 <laughs> we got like two hundred people. Well, um,
0: so you, so you're gonna have to take the pro Pasik and Paul stands, and you're gonna have to defend your Evan Hansen and no, Grace Showman in upcoming episodes, well, or otherwise we're like we're doomed.
1: We're doomed. Well, um, pending me seeing either show, uh, I don't yeah. know if I can take on that mantle. <laughs> I'm also uh, it. You you will find that I will uh, rarely go to bat for um, the White Boys. So.
0: As yeah, we will see okay, in good.
1: Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> yeah,
0: so um, Bye Bye Bur- Birdie. Oh, good segue.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, screw white boys. But anyway, uh, here we are. Bye Bye Birdie. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about the show, Jeremy.
0: Well, um, tell me about what you know of the show. Okay,
1: my experience with Bye Bye Birdie. Um, I saw it in high school. Um, I knew a lot of the music growing up before I actually realized it was from Bye Bye Birdie, just because the songs, I think, were pretty ubiquitous in our parents' generation. Um So yeah, I saw high school production and then I watched almost all of the 1995 film and then watched selected clips from the 1963 film. And then I did sort of fell into an internet wormhole um, looking at some of the controversy surrounding some of the sexual content in the play. So that's my experience with Bye Bye Birdie. What's yours?
0: Yeah, so I'm eager to hear a lot of your uh, takes on everything because I think you have more experience with it than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I I saw a middle school production of this when I was in like elementary school. Um, I, was talking, <laughs> I was talking to Sarah about it the other day and I basically like was just saying like, oh yeah, I, I think I saw this like 20 years ago and it suddenly hit me that that was the first time in my entire life I've uttered the phrase, yeah. I did X 20 years ago oh, and like man. just like meant it. Oh, like we're wow. really, we're really making ourselves seem young to the people who are older than us and old to the people who are younger than us. But, um, I, I was... remember how excited I was to say like, oh yeah, that happened 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Fuck now, yeah. Now like, yeah. 20
1: years ago. 20 years ago, we were, um, people who have memories. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's but the problem is worse. that it's. It's like one of my oldest things I can probably remember is seeing Bye Bye Birdie, but it's so far ago that I don't actually remember anything about it other than the fact that I saw it. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting to me. I mean, sort of a segue is like, why, what shows become the shows that we do in middle schools and high schools? Um, you know, like yeah. we were talking about that with Music Man last time, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like these are both, and part of that maybe is like, literally just time like the things that we do in middle schools are going to be the favorite musical of the music teacher you know yeah um so maybe it's it's really just like this is a decade that uh would have been pertinent to like our teachers when we were in school but it is interesting because they're both about like small towns and liars
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah actually and I also these. And, and they're not like challenging shows. Like right. they, they don't. They're not about major themes. That like it's it's sort of easy for like the the kids to just put up this sort of bubblegum show, and yeah, um, everyone gets to take like uh, take a picture of their kid in the giant ensemble, and it's it's that kind of show.
1: Yeah, well, okay. I have some thoughts about like what we're actually doing when we do Bye Bye Birdie. I think I'm just going to get more radical, Jeremy, yeah. as this just, uh, podcast goes on. But do you have like any like dramaturgy or background stuff you want to toss in before we get into the
0: critique? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll toss in and then I want and then we can start right off with your okay. critique. But in, okay. in terms of dramaturgy or this dramaturgy is really not the right word. But in terms of um, history, there's not a bunch like all of. I've got a bunch of books I go to for, like, my Broadway history, and nothing, they've, they they have pay <laughs> barely more than lip service to buy Bye Birdie because it's so irrelevant to the history of Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to hmm. sort of tell you how it happened, there was a producer named Edward Padula um, who wanted to do a musical with uh, the singer-songwriter team, Charles Strauss and Lee Adams, and um, he wanted Gower Champion as the director-choreographer. And Gower Champion is, like, a... Um, that's his actual Christian name, Gower Champion. Like, his father's last name was Champion as well. Um, and he also did shows like Carnival, Hello, Dolly, and 42nd Street after this one. So he's like a big name in the scene. And then Strauss and Adams, they didn't do much before or after. After this, they did It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's Superman, which was a Superman musical from 1966 what? directed by Hal Prince. Were you aware of this?
1: No. Oh, this is fun. Okay, keep talking.
0: I knew there was a musical called it's a bird to Play it, Superman. I didn't realize it was actually about Superman. I figured maybe like that was the right. title, but that it was, was about like the, like, the writers. Sure. Yeah, no, but it was literally a musical about Superman from the sixties. So Spider-Man turn off the dark. You are not the, You're
1: first. not the first, but is Spider-Man turn off the dark, the worst still probably. Yes,
0: probably. Okay. Um, this Sorry, team also Spider-Man. did applause. I love, Spider. there's a fantastic new PlayStation four game about Spider-Man that like everyone's playing right now. <laughs> Great. Um, it's really really fun. Anyway, do uh, they video did video games.
1: I'm sorry, Jeremy.
0: <laughs> it's okay. They made they wrote the musical Applause. Oh, and then Strauss on his own with, wrote um, a 79 musical called Charlie and Algernon about Ooh. flowers for Algernon. Yeah,
1: I know that story.
0: Do you know the musical? No. Why it's... would you write a musical about That's that? Been... Story? I'm
1: actually very interested in that, though. That book is very heartbreaking. Maybe we're going to gain back some listeners with this really niche content here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if... It, well, everyone read it in, like, middle school, so... Yeah, I
1: read it in college, in, like, a science oh, okay. fiction class. <laughs>
0: that's good. That's yeah. I wish I took that class.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. We both went um, to college together. Okay, that's another did. thing about being here, oh, that's your, se- like, That's never come up before. Right. What, shut, shut the fuck up. Um, like, <laughs> actually, though, I was just thinking about this. Like, when you... I think it's maybe a mid-20s thing. Maybe it's a whole life thing. But I feel like we're at a point where it's, like, I forget who I went to what with because I've like I did high school and college and I've moved cities and it's like now I have people I know just from grad school and it's like I forget who I know because of Penn you know what I mean
0: that's true that's like a weird uh, yeah I, thing. I find that too yeah I, I, I confuse college with law school
1: yeah yeah mm. I confuse college with law school
0: well, you're about to confuse college with this school.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. It's it's going to um, happen. Oh, and then
0: also, last note it's about... It's
1: going to happen.
0: Last note about Charles Strauss is oh, that great. he wrote Annie, the musical, with a different lyricist.
1: Well, that is... Hmm, that's some of the my, like, least favorite, favorite music, Annie. Hot take for another day.
0: I think Annie's music is a lot better than Bye Bye Birdie's music. So I would say he definitely improved over the 17 years in between.
1: I mean, I feel like he, like, specializes in, like, music that, like... <laughs> All right, I'm about to get into it. Like bad teenage singers can sing by shouting. <laughs> like there's yeah. a lot of like. Mur, 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 mur. <laughs> like,
0: that, like that's where those... the royalties are. That's yeah. where the school royalties come from. That's interesting.
1: Oh right, that's probably maybe that's. Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, yeah. both are shows about children. Short sort of. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: So last last note Great, is yes, that. Um, so in terms of getting this thing together, why they do it. The producer wanted to be like a happy teenage musical. Then there was a period of time where it was going to be about a couple getting a divorce and their kids convinced them to stay together. But then ultimately they read in the newspaper um, in 1957 that Elvis Presley was drafted into the military. And basically this entire thing that happens is based on a true story. Like even the part where Elvis just kisses a random girl. I think, um, I'm pretty sure that also was like part of this whole thing that happened in 1957. Um, So it's basically, they just took the true story of it Made all the characters fictional and then like amplified it a little bit. But this this I don't want to say this all happened, but like the thing about like I mean it's very obvious that Comrade Birdie is based on Elvis and he actually did get drafted in this way. Um, not to fight because we weren't in a war at that moment. Um, Elvis mm-hmm. just went to serve in Germany, um, just on a base. So um, yeah. So based on a true story.
1: Interesting. I did not know that. That's interesting. I mean, I did watch it and I was like, this Elvis impression is. Half-baked. That's not true. I think that the 63 um, Conrad is better than the 95 Conrad.
0: Um, We'll have to play a clip of 95 later because I I watched the 1963 version in whole and Mm -hmm. then clips of the 95 version. So me and Hannah both have things in common we can talk about, but Mm -hmm. um, um, I did not see that whole movie. So maybe during the binge we will play a little clip of... each thing
1: well I think it's in some ways for the best because like I don't think that there's like in the way that the Oklahoma film right was super iconic like I don't know that and maybe I'm wrong here but I don't know that the bye-bye birdie film is like the the standard against which we measure bye-bye birdie like it kind of seems like actually since we've seen a lot of different versions we can kind of just come at the musical itself yes this is
0: the the 65 movie is definitely 63 63 63, movie yes thank you uh, definitely not the definitive version of the musical Bye Bye Birdie by mm. any means. If there, But it is iconic in that it launched the star of Anne Margaret. So mm-hmm. it's iconic for that in Dick terms of was it important. Perfect. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so
0: in terms of was the movie important, it was important for Anne Margaret mm-hmm. and for all of the boys and adult men who are obsessed with Anne Margaret. Mm-hmm. But it is not a great adaptation of Bye Bye Birdie from what I can tell. Hot take.
1: Okay, well let's. Get no, into that's it. not a hot take. It's not a hot take. That's a normal. I'm take. it. Um, that's like that's like the standard take. I want to shout out Sean Lesher, who um, has engaged with us a lot in our use of hot take. I don't have much yeah. else to say except for uh, we 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 feel really seen by you, Sean. Um, thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Um, okay, I'm gonna get right into it. I think this musical is yeah. problematic as fuck, and we shouldn't do it with children. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, explain.
1: Well, I mean. I'm also like beating a little bit of a dead horse in terms of like yeah, obviously the values that we were um, perpetuating in the '60s are different than today. So like that's a, probably a pretty easiest and ob- pretty easy and obvious critique. Um, but I think it is a show that is both um, not functioning around consent culture at all. Um, also, mm-hmm. then is sort of set very not very sex positive in the same way. Like we have these. 15 year olds were acting like 25 year olds and we're shaming them for engaging with their sexuality. At the same time, we have this older man who like, there is a scene where he is taken away by the police for attempted statutory rape of a child. And like, he's still supposed to be the hero in the show. Um, so like, that's not okay. And then, um, there's a history of someone who's not Latinx playing Rose, which needs to be engaged with. And then there's a big dance hall scene, um, content warning. going to talk about sexual assault. Um, where like Rose to get back at her boyfriend, right, has this big dance scene um, that starts with her flirting with a room full of men. And then in the end, he has to come and save her from them because they like are trying to potentially assault her that gets kind of run over. And so like, there's just a lot of sort of really um, unacceptable material, I think that is sort of like washed by this like oh it's fun it's bubble gum it's the 60s and if you actually look at what the musical's about i think it's um pretty fucked up and those are my yeah. opening remarks
0: <laughs> yeah you're, you're not wrong you're not gonna you're not yeah. gonna get a fight from me on this yeah one. I, I mean I, i'm also I, like co-sign. that's
1: obvious and it's from the 60s so i don't think i'm saying anything that's very uh revolutionary but okay yeah, go ahead what do you think
0: um, so I kind of wish that I'd watched the version you watched because the 1963 version was very mm. sanitized. They cut the whole statutory rape thing. They right. do still have the thing where the Shriners are like attacking Rose and she has to be saved by Dick Van Dyke. Like, yeah. that still happens and it's kind I of weird. I think that's and the scene. That's
1: like the scene that it's in reference to when she goes Yeah, well, the I Santa guess, call. yes,
0: there's, there's like a statutory rape, which is like, oh, the I statutory guess, the Sorry, different than So the Birdie Jesus. is going to have sex yeah. with the main girl. Yeah. That's not in the 60s movie.
1: In the 90s version, it's super confusing. They're, like, in what kind of looks like a barn. I mean, they go to this, like, bar together. And then um, she's kind of trying to get him to stop and to distract him and, like, has, like, what's maybe, like, a joint. And he throws it away. And then he kind of comes down on top of her. But then it, 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 like, it's very confusing in terms of, like, if she... I mean, she doesn't consent. um, But, like, in the shot that they show where, like, it seems like maybe they're about to start having sex, like she presents as, like, excited to engage with it, and she's, like, talking to him about, like, being excited about what's going to happen. And then her boyfriend shows up, and she's like, I'm so glad you're here. Um, so it's super muddy, which is, I think, kind of unacceptable, because um, what's happening is, like, she hasn't consented, and then he's, like, the boyfriend saves. And, and it's all very, like, clearly not teased out. Um, and fuck that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um agreed totally yeah
1: i don't know i mean again that's like obviously we've made hopefully have made progress since 1995
0: well no i mean because right now um like literally the most important story in the news right now and sorry for people in the future is this whole kavanaugh thing and there's like people tons of people in this country be like oh you know like every man tries to rape girls in high school it's normal (laughs) like we can't be prosecuting people for what they did back then Fuck um, that. Like that. That's like that's like a thing that people are saying, like using their own name on television. Like yeah. like people are actually saying, like, oh yeah, every guy is just like raping women left and right in high school. It's not a problem. Yeah. Like that's at, like I'm, I'm, that's not an exaggeration. No, that's like,
1: why the, we shouldn't do bye bye birdie. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or if you're gonna do it. um Like, I mean, I don't know, like, if we should be doing problematic musicals and sanitizing them, but at least, like, the 60s movie cuts that whole thing. So, like... Yeah,
1: okay, well, so... You you can sort of
0: enjoy the 60s movie. I mean, it has its own problems, but you can kind of enjoy it without feeling icky. Mm -hmm. um, Because it is the sort of thing where she has the girlish crush on Birdie... And she realizes on her own, with the help of her boyfriend, I guess, who pu- still punches Bertie <laughs> in the movie. She kind of realizes, like, oh, Bertie's actually just like a loser, and like, really, I should be dating this boy my own age.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if
0: she should be dating that boy. He kind of sucks, but like, yeah, he kind of. Like, but she right, does at least, like
1: at least some something better.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. it's much more. Um, she has the agency more in the movie, uh, so it's better there. Yeah. Although I'm not going to say it's a good movie.
1: Right. I mean, there's still plenty that's traveling. Um, yeah. And it's just wanna... maybe
0: not a good movie otherwise, <laughs> like in terms of yeah. like, quality.
1: Okay. Well, I want to hop. Well, okay. I'm going to stay on this. And then there's like, I want to talk about Dick Van Dyke. But before we talk about yes. Dick Van Dyke, um, I was looking up, uh, when I was looking for clips, I came across a Breitbart News article about the 2016 revival and how um, the scene... With Rose and the Dancers, which, like, was described in some other article as, like, essentially a, potentially, like, a gang rape scene or, like, an attempt, um, was going to be cut and this fucking, I'm not even going to identify what his name was, this, um, writer was, like, basically complaining about that, um, and how, like, that's just because the actress can't dance and, like, why are we so prudish, um, and then he talked about other musicals that are being censored, I'm using air quotes, um, and he talked about Annie Get Your Gun and the I'm an Indian two song, um, which I... Breitbart's
0: right. defending I'm yes. an Indian two. Yes.
1: And so, like, actually, I don't know. It's interesting, right? Like, interesting is not a good word. Um, but it is um, fa- fascinating. I don't fucking know. To see, like, what people are clinging on to, right? Uh, so, you know, he wants that scene to stay in and he wants I'm an Indian two to stay in. Um, and he can fuck right off. But... It's like, why do people have their hooks in these things, you know? Like, they really care about... And maybe that's why we want... I mean, that's... I think what I'm thinking is, like, do we want kids to do these musicals because actually we want to, like, instill these cultural values that perpetuate the patriarchy? I didn't know we were going to get into it this hard with Bye Bye Bird. And I
0: I guess, like, a director of a middle school musical might be like, oh, Bye Bye Birdie's making fun of late 1950s, early 1960s culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I endorse doing Bye Bye Birdie for this reason. I feel like you could sort, especially, so if you sanitize a lot of the stuff away so that the only sort of problems are just, like, the Mm -hmm. general gender dynamics that are kind of messed up, like, in a more general, like, everything in the 1960s was like that way, as opposed to the specific... Scenes that are problematic, right. then maybe you could be like, yeah, the whole thing is problematic, but we're making fun of the people back then. Is there a way to um, do it that's a
1: critique? Maybe. Yeah. Should
0: yeah, maybe. Probably and not. I th- could we? Yeah, I think, there's, I, don't know. I think there's enough better things to do in high school, middle school. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, for, t- take out the politics. Just take out Hamilton, the politics completely. With people of color. No. And also, don't. <laughs> don't Actually, do no. Please, for don't the love for of God, don't do Hamilton in your high school. I don't care how good you think the kids are, they will not pull it off. Do you think so, maybe yeah. in the
1: Heights is the high school version? But it needs to be somewhere with people If the
0: high school was really good, yeah. maybe they could do it. I'm, I'm just so skeptical that a high like, school could pull off a Lynn show. Yeah, I mean, so many I, lyrics.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do feel like I remember seeing a Lin-Manuel Miranda quote where he was like, I can't wait to see like the 13-year-old Uthnavi like, doing yeah, that Yeah, but he also
0: cool. – so Lynn is a genius, but I've realized he actually um, – He's easily impressed because he also enjoyed the greatest. He enjoyed the greatest showman movie, which good
1: is segue, good damning. linkage. I was already thinking, damn, I, like, I was like, I can link us back. I how dare you, number one? Just any <laughs> critique of Lin Manuel Miranda because he's a goddamn. No, bitch. I love him. But first of all, two, it's Lin Manuel. Manuel Miranda. Manuel, excuse me. Um, but yeah. we can also link that Lin is currently about to take over or to be the next in the generation of. Yeah, oh. you see where I'm going with this. And Mary see where Poppins you're going. film taking yeah. in the shoes of Dick Van Dyke. So you know, if they make you know a Bye Dick Bye Van Birdie, Dyke is in revival, what
0: did you know Dick Van Dyke is going to be in the Mary Poppins yeah, movie?
1: Yeah, I saw that in the pre in the trailer. I did. I thought
0: he was dead. That's not good, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> I just assumed dead. he was because
0: he hasn't been in a movie in decades, and he's yeah. probably still funny. So you would think if he was like alive, he would he's be in chilling. movies.
1: I just can't, maybe because of Mary Poppins. So I was watching the clips from the 63 film, looking at put on a happy face, which I would argue is the best part of the whole film. Um, yes. And the 63 version is better than the 95 version because the 95 version, Jason Alexander is singing <laughs> to a girl, telling a little, like a young girl in a train station who's a stranger being like, why don't you smile? And then he sings to put on a happy face to her, which I sucks. I like that. No, don't and like, that. it's Jason Alexander, so he's kind of trying to sell it as like, oh, like, I'm just a nice guy. Um, but I prefer Dick Van Dyke's version. Um, where was I going with this? I was going with this that I can't watch him dance and not think of him as a penguin because of uh, the Mary Poppins.
0: Uh, yes, yes. And
1: similarly to that clip, there's like fun animation on in the yeah. film. Which has nothing to do with the musical. That has everything to do with the film. But
0: yeah, the animation uh, have- is fun. We haven't played any songs yet, so we let's play a little that. bit. Yeah, and like we're going to talk a lot more about our thoughts on the show, but we might as well just get into a song now. I'll do from the original uh, cast album, which Dick Van Dyke was also in, um, co-starring with Cheetah Rivera. Oh, we haven't even gotten into the Cheetah Rivera situation. We'll get to that later.
1: Yeah. But, uh,
0: but for now, uh, all right, so here's Put on a Happy Face, uh, sung by Dick Van Dyke in the original stage version. And look out right away for the sort of 1960s flutes, and I love me some 1960s Flutes, you nodded uh, here. Muted trumpets as well. Gray skies are gonna clear up. Put on a happy face.
1: Brush off the clouds and cheer up. Put on a happy face. Take off the gloomy mask of tragedy. It's not your style. You look so good that you'll be glad you decided to smile.
0: Fantastic.
1: Great, yeah. I mean, he's he's a class act. I love his talk singing too. Like, he's kind of like one of my faves. Just that, like, he has such a crooning quality to his voice, right? Um, like, he clearly has vocal chops, but then sometimes he's just a guy talking. Yeah. Yeah, he's wonderful, and I enjoy. Yeah.
0: Him a lot. Um, it's a shame that he sort of left the business. I guess is what hey, must have happened.
1: Maybe he just got old and uh, took a break.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's like totally his right to do. It's a shame for us because I some us. people just. Keep going until they're old, and like some of their best work is when they're old, like you know the Ian McKellen's Ian of the McKellen. world. But well,
1: do you know that he's doing this King Lear, and he said it's going to be like his last stage appearance or something? Ian McKellen? Is
0: it going to yeah. be in London or here?
1: It's going to be in London at the National, but they're streaming it to movie theaters. So. Oh my yeah. god!
0: Well, obviously, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Because <laughs> next about a, about a year from now, I plan to be in London for my honeymoon. No, no, honey it's soon. Moon. It's soon. Oh my oh, gosh! Okay. Shut
1: up, Jeremy's getting married. Yeah. I'm officiating his wedding. <laughs> she is. I am. It's gonna be exciting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um great. So that was that song. Okay, I mean it's not even that great a song. It's just like of the songs in this show, that's like the one that I'm most likely to be humming on a random day. Yeah. Um
1: no, I mean so... I like sang that song in a talent show when I was like eleven. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah, I'm not even kidding. We had like little dance choreography and everything. I sang it with my sister. Can we talk a little bit about what's what's the Rivera's rivera name? oh we should talk about that i was gonna talk about dick van dyke's character what's his name oh
0: let, let's do dick van dyke because we're already on him yes al alfred al, Alfred's albert. like whole mom
1: issues plot like his whole plot albert. is that like his albert his mom's a disaster and he can't put his girlfriend
0: first yes yeah. um although it's for different reasons sort of mm. in the state in, in the movie at least
1: okay take us through this
0: so in the movie, uh, the character of Rosie Albert's girlfriend um, is Rosie DeLeon, In the original she was Rosie Alvarez, and she's played by Janet Lee, who you might also know as the mother of Jamie Lee Curtis. That's um, wild. Yeah, and uh, she's great. Uh, was she in Psycho? Yeah, she was the the main character in the beginning yeah. of Psycho. Fuck. Excellent actress. Uh, but she is she is just uh, a regular white person.
1: No, we're still white person.
0: <laughs> um, playing Latina. Not funny.
1: Not funny. Yeah.
0: And in the original stage version, Cheetah Rivera played the role, and there's right. the whole. The whole idea was that Albert's mother doesn't like her because um, I think she's Puerto Rican, maybe I don't yeah. even know if they specify. No, they don't. Wait, no, they speaks. don't say
1: she's Puerto Rican. She um, says there's like a line in the 1995 film um, where he, in the first scene, she's trying to talk to Albert and implying that she wants to get engaged, and he's like, "Well, there's religious differences," and she says, "Spanish isn't a religion." Um, yeah,
0: So they, they say Spanish, I know, in the song, yeah, um, Spanish Rose.
1: Just some white people writing about an identity that they don't know anything about.
0: I mean, maybe she's literally supposed to be from Spain? That is possible. I, I sort of assumed that they just didn't want to pick a Latin American country, so they just call her Spanish. Yeah, that's um, a more plausible. Um, yeah, so, she, so there's a whole song called Spanish Rose where she's like, like, here, I'll play a little bit of Spanish Rose, and sort of her singing to the mother... Or, like, maybe singing to Albert. I, I didn't actually see the stage version about, like, oh, you know, maybe I'll just play up my Spanish just to drive her away, and, like, it works, and the yeah. mother leaves, and he finally chooses to So it's, like, it's this weird sort of they're trying to have an anti-racism message, but it's done in a really clumsy way. <laughs>
1: really, really quite clumsy way.
0: So here's here's Cheetah Rivera singing Spanish Rose. Great. I'd love to hear Cheetah Rivera sing it.
1: I am just a Spanish tamale according to me ride off the boat from the tropics far, far away,
0: which is kind of
1: funny, since where I come from
0: is Allentown, PA, Spanish, okay, may I'll be Spanish, right after I've married Alberto, I'll be the toast of Chi-Chi
1: Castanengo, and all day long my castanets will click, I'll hide behind my fan and do the tango. no this is, just, I'll so this Spanish, is it make you sick. Mm-hmm. yeah I eat the tacos and the enchilada.
0: um and yeah it's
1: like attempting like- to be like I don't know like woke by playing on stereotypes and also yeah. like like it literally like like they're just like naming things that like white people think are like from Latin America.
0: Spanish
1: <laughs> or Spanish like um, yeah it's just it's, a, it's a mess. It's a whole mess. Yeah,
0: that's that's not yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say that's not great. Um good call movie by cutting the statutory rape and by cutting that whole subplot.
1: Yeah. Wait, did, did they they cut it in the 63?
0: Yeah. So it's almost it's I it's not even like that they're having a white person play a Latina woman. Like they're all they almost just cut the fact that she's Latina at all in the movie.
1: Hmm. Like her yeah, last oh, I mean, name is still
0: Delione. But you could plausibly say she's, like, literally from the country of Spain, in which case, like, she would be white. I also wasn't paying that much attention to the whole movie, so I might be, like, misspeaking. Maybe she is supposed to be Puerto Rican.
1: I think suffice to say that uh, it sucks. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, the (laughs) succinct way of putting it. It all sucks. I mean, I'm, you know, nothing surprising here. I feel like this is a common thread in a lot of these musicals from the 50s and 60s. Mm -hmm. Woo! Um, um,
0: sorry, sorry, bye bye, Birdie fans, but um, sorry, uh, bye bye, Birdie fans. I not guess sorry. uh, no, we're not sorry. What? Why are you a bye bye, Birdie fan? Yeah. Maybe because you thought you saw it years ago and remembered liking it, but you haven't revisited it since.
1: I mean, "What's the Matter with Kids Today" is a fun song. I'll give you that. That's a jam. Yeah, I yeah. saw that in like a musical theater review in like middle school, and they had all the kids put on grown up clothes to sing it, and it was really funny.
0: <laughs> that is really funny, and, and I like how it's um. It's not actually complaining about kids. It's really making fun of adults who complain about kids, which is good. I'll play a little bit from the original version. Paul Lind, who a lot of the actors from the Broadway show reprised their role for the movie, the first movie. One of them is Paul Lind. Um, He he sings kids, and um, he, like, uh, back in the 60s and 70s, was sort of well-known for being a closeted homosexual. And I did the closeted in, like, quotes. Like, that was kind of his shtick. Like, he would go mm-hmm. around and do, like, Hollywood squares and stuff and sort of be, like, the token gay guy, but, like, wink, wink, he's straight, you know? Like, wink. Mm-hmm. Like, that was kind of his thing. So he plays the father in this, and he, I think he does a great job mm-hmm. Seeing kids. So here's a little bit of that. Kids,
1: I don't know what's wrong with these kids today. Kids, who can understand anything they say? Kids, they are disobedient, disrespectful oaths, noisy, crazy, sloppy, lazy loafers. And while we're on the subject, kids, you can talk and talk till your face is blue. Kids, hope they still do just what they want to do. Why can't they be like we were, perfect in every way? What's the matter with kids today? All right. I mean, a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's get,
0: it gets stuck in your head.
1: Yeah. What's the matter with kids today? Yeah. Um, okay, what else can we say? I really enjoyed the telephone number. Oh, that's,
0: that's my favorite. Especially, please, like, get yourself to YouTube and watch the version from the 60s. It has, yeah. like, the it's most... wild. Like, yeah, it's, like, animation, lots of people on screen. It's it's so mod.
1: It's so mod. That's such a good word. Yeah. That's such... Exact, but, like, so ambitious. I was watching it, and I was like, why don't we try... It? Well, you're so pleased with yourself right
0: now. Me? <laughs> yeah, and Jeremy's, yes. like...
1: I do. i very
0: excited. Um, Just deployed but, some, like, 1960s slang accuracy. Yeah, it's good.
1: Mod. Yeah. Um, mod. Uh, but, yeah, it is so ambitious. I, I mean, I don't know. We're also, again, we're talking about, like, this film, right, which is different than the stage version, but, like... Yeah. I wonder if like the stage version is ambitious as the choreography in this damn film. They have like thirty different sets in this opening number where all the kids are on the telephone. They're like in a bathhouse, they're in a diner, they're I don't know, all over the town. It's wild.
0: I guess it depends on who the choreographer is. I could imagine if your set has levels you could sort of do, like, mm-hmm. lots of... Like, the spotlight is only on one kid at a time, and at the end it comes on all of them. Maybe, like, get a bunch of different colors going around. Like, I can imagine staging this in a really cool way to make this still the highlight of the stage version.
1: Word. Yeah. I mean, do we want to think, like, about the choreo in this show? I, I know that there's the... um Got a lot of living to do song. Has, is like kind of a big dance number. Oh,
0: the movie's amazing. Um, yeah. At least the old movie. I didn't see the new, this version, the new one. Has really good dancing. Like so like 1960s-ish. Like so mm-hmm. just in its time period of early 60s, kind of like slightly pre-rock jazz dancing.
1: Yeah, it's fun. She's apparently was didn't have any dance training. And Margaret? And Margaret? Yeah, yeah. She was 20 and like learned to dance for the film, which is impressive.
0: Yeah, well, you know, for a second, I'm going to play a little bit of Telephone Hour before we get off of great, that, and great, then great. and then I'll I'll talk about Anne Margaret because uh, she's she's a person of note who we should talk a little bit more person about. Of note, great, okay. Uh, so here's here's a little bit of the Telephone Hour before we forget. Hi Nancy, Hi Ursula, What's a story? Martin Glory, What's a tale? Nightingale, Did you hear about you going camp? Hi Margie, Hi Alice. What's a story Morning 1960s What's a bass Morning. guitar
1: <laughs> I love this singing this makes me feel like I can do musicals
0: did you get him
1: cried did he pin a pin on or was he too shy
0: to... well I heard they got the I love when the nerdy boys start singing
1: yeah that's the role I want to play it's true yes <laughs> 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 <Hobby> Oh, <Johnson. laughs>
0: So this song, this number is why middle schools and high schools do this show, because yeah. every kid in the ensemble gets to play one of those, and like some kid gets to play that boy, and, like that's the highlight of their year, and Hello, their parents are like, oh, <laughs> my Stephen, oh, this
1: is Ami Johnson, that's the role I want to play. Yeah, and then you don't have
0: to worry if like, you don't have to be nervous if your voice cracks on stage, because it's supposed to, mm-hmm. so it just really gives you an out if you're not like that great. It's, it's, it's <laughs> this, this is the number that convinces people to do the show, um, mm. even though a lot of the rest of the show is boring for kids because you know the kids don't care about the whole Albert and Rosie business or like no, Ed that. Sullivan. The kids don't even know who Ed Sullivan is. Mm. We have no right to know who Ed Sullivan is. I
1: know who Ed Sullivan is. I mean,
0: yeah, I guess I guess we're... we're recent and he's recent enough in our lives we I mean, know like guess. the whole Beatles thing
1: I feel like we're I mean I don't know maybe we're just talking about how we're just really old this happens. no I, th- I think a
0: lot of people in our generation if not most of them know who Ed Sullivan is although I wonder about these Gen Zers the kids these days
1: the kids these days who are gonna leave our show because you didn't like
0: uh do you have what's the matter with kids these days what's
1: the matter um okay so so wait What what were we gonna get back to talking about after we talked about this and Margaret and Margaret. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about her. I mean, she wait, was she in the musical on Broadway?
0: No, so she was no. not, and the role of Kim was much smaller. Um, there was no song called Bye Bye Birdie. That is, that is new for the movie. Um, hmm. I, think, I think it's a great ad because the original show just opens up right away with, uh, what's the first song? It just starts off with an English teacher, which is a song. So there's an overture. And then um, before telephone, there's a song, an English teacher, which is Cheetah Rivera telling Albert he should be Mm -hmm. an English teacher. But it's not a big like opening number that gets the audience excited. It's just Mm -hmm. like a sort of character song. And then the final song of the show is Rosie, which is, again, uh, Dick Van Dyke singing to Cheetah Rivera, like about how he loves her. Just very subdued. Um, and then I'm sure like there was like big music for The Bows, but there wasn't really a big opener or closer. So the movie um, added in Bye Bye Birdie, the song, as the opener and closer, which I think was a great decision. And now stage versions usually use that song. Uh, mm-hmm. So like it's great. It's also one of the few songs that can possibly even be considered a rock song at all um, in mm. this show. So I think it's great. But the reasons why is that, the um director actually just had a creepy crush on some random girl he saw at a dance hall no um,
1: i wait i saw this on wikipedia
0: yes so what, so it what happened what happened was um, and this is according to anne margaret herself um, the director george sidney who's also directed such uh, wonderful movies as uh, kiss me kate and annie get your gun uh, we, i mean we liked like annie get your gun but um mm-hmm.
1: we did mm-hmm. we
0: like we like the, the actress at least mm-hmm um so yeah george sydney did those movies um he was um on a date so actually it's, wikipedia is unclear it says he saw Anne margaret dancing while on a date at the sands casino on new year's eve 1961 so it's unclear if he was on a date and then started like watching this teen girl dancing or if he was watching a teen girl who was on a date and just like yeah. eyeing her. either Fuck. way um he is staring at this uh teenage girl and the quote says, Sydney was so smitten with the rising new star, Janet Lee, who played Rosie, was very upset that all the close ups were going to Anne Margaret. So mm. um, basically he was so into this girl that he cast her in the show and basically like fought the producers of the movie, fought um, Columbia Pictures to just like give Anne Margaret everything and basically change the movie from being about the adults into being all about her character because he just wanted to spend time with Anne Margaret.
1: That sucks.
0: Um, and, I mean, it's good for Aunt margaret but, and, yeah. and, so it's, it's very interesting. This movie sort of turned her into, like, a sex symbol. Right. And you can see how many of the shots, like, when you're sort of watching the movie with this in mind, which I was, like, like, all these close-ups on her, always having her, like, sometimes be this innocent, nice girl, but then sometimes, like, being really sexy and sultry. Um.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of fucking shit to parse out just with, like, young sexuality in this film. Like, it's definitely. Yeah. Like, really sexualizing. A, a girl that they present as how old 15
0: 15 or 16 in real yeah, life she mean, was like she's like 22 yeah but I mean she's not, yeah, she's she's not playing she does not youngster. look like a
1: 15 year old um, and aside from that like she's such a sex object in the film
0: yeah like um, the whole point of the movie is basically to like get Teenage boys and their fathers to come to the movie like over and over again to like look at Anne Margaret. They'll have images in their head for like later on when they're doing their their dirty deeds. Like
1: that's.
0: (laughs) That that I mean I feel like that's what this movie is like. That's the whole point of this movie basically. Did you
1: need to say that? But yeah, I heard. I don't disagree with you.
0: I mean, you're Um, the one saying the f word over and over to the point where rather than bleeping it anymore, I'm just going to label this episode explicit.
1: Were we bleeping in the past? Were we ever bleeping? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah you you you've sworn few, you've sworn rarely enough that I've decided to bleep just so I can keep the coveted non-explicit tag but like oh. also Like, who, like, what teenager, like, whose, like, parent is downloading this podcast for their child? You know, like, either, like, the kid doesn't care, and they're gonna download it themselves, or, like, it's the adult who doesn't care. So I think we're fine. You remember on
1: iTunes, when, like, songs were labeled as explicit, and it was a big deal to download them? Well,
0: so I guess that's the problem, because we're uploading these theoretically to, like, iTunes, and everything's getting it. What's
1: the matter with kids, too? Day. yeah whatever it doesn't i don't whatever. care
0: um so Anne margaret so okay, yeah so there's the famous opening number bye bye birdie which where right it's Anne margaret in front of a blue screen mm-hmm,
1: i watched that it's interesting
0: it's very interesting um i was reminded of it recently i'm slowly making my way through the tv show mad men and they show hmm. like most of the Anne margaret opening number to open one episode in season three because like it takes place in the 60s so all the characters like are talking about how they all just saw bye bye birdie and they're all like talk like all these like Middle aged and like men in their 30s, kind of like lusting after Anne Margaret. And then, like, because mm-hmm. they work in an ad agency, they make a TV commercial that's a spoof of this opening number um, mm-hmm. in front of a blue screen. So I figured, I was looked at it, I was like, this has to be that they were gonna like use the blue screen to like put her in front of some image. So, like, now we use green screens, back then they use blue screens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they ended up like just not doing that. So I looked it up, and there's just like one random website that has this story. And then just to give it credit, this is from some blog called Global War Man um, from 2010. <laughs> and that's the only place on the internet that talks about this. So the story <laughs> that is reported is that director George Sidney was so taken by Anne Margaret, who was not at the time a well-known star, that he proposed to the studio they write a song for her and use it at the front and end of the movie. The studio declined, so Sidney paid for the shoot himself, spending what? a reported 60000 US 1960 dollars when the movie opened and Anne Margaret was famous, the studio reimbursed Sydney. The song used the music of another song from the play that was not used in the movie version, with new lyrics written for the purpose of opening and closing the movie. The unconfirmed story is that Sydney planned to composite her against more newspaper news footage of Birdie going into the army, so he shot against blue screen. But, so the story goes, he gave up the idea of compositing the sequence, since it would have been too expensive. Because basically, like with their hair, red hair, it wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. So I am guesses, and then the the blogger continues. So I'm guessing the director said something like, "Fuck it, no one will be looking at the background anyway. They will be looking at Anne Margaret. Just cut it in, and no one will notice." Um, and as far Christ. as I know, that is the only major blue screen sequence in a movie that just uses the blue screen photography as is, as if they meant to shoot it that way. So that's the story of why it's a blue screen.
1: Huh. Interesting.
0: Let's um, play yeah, the audio. They
1: spoof it. Yeah, well, they spoof it on um, Franken. And- uh, what's it, uh, Frank and Oh my God, Frankie and uh, Ah, the, the two women, Lily Tomlin, their husbands are gay. Um, what? Oh my God, uh, um, Grace and Frankie. They they it gets referenced a lot. They reference it in Grace and Frankie. Go on, play the clip.
0: <laughs> Let's do it. So this is the movie version because there is no stage version, or at least the original did not have it.
1: Birdie,
0: Birdie, Birdie. She says,
1: Birdie.
0: So, I think, I think you can tell just by listening to this audio that she is very attractive, and (laughs) that that is why she got the role.
1: Well, it's, like, very, uh, the her presenta- like, the presentation of this character
0: is so sexualized. What was that noise? Oh, that was me hitting the microphone thing. Oh, it was, like, boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, th- this, uh, th- that voice is not getting cast because of how it sounds. That, uh, that, that actor is getting cast for other reasons.
1: Well, uh, I mean, okay, I will say, like, there is a choice in the film, right? Like, the singing's not, like, super trained, and I wonder if the, I mean, I don't know. Like, on the Broadway
0: recording, is are the voices, like, a little more classic Broadway? Let me see. Does she sing any songs mm. at all? Like, I, I want to, like, find a song that she sings. Oh, you know, she I think it's... She sings
1: that song with Rose.
0: Yeah, what did I ever see in him? Let's, like, yeah. play that and see if we can get to see the original actress's voice. And I'll look up her name as well. Okay. Eight years, eight years. This would be... <laughs> Cheetah Rivera. Mm-hmm. This the actress was Susan Watson. That's the original Kim. I'm
1: mm. Albert, dear, to put it sweetly, to hell with you. What did I ever see in Still
0: Cheetah Rivera. How did I ever get involved that way? Did he ever do This is year? mostly Cheetah Rivera. Yeah.
1: But be honest, was okay, yeah. so but
0: on- Yeah, so she doesn't sing a lot yeah oh no oh she has a song one boy oh and doesn't she sing hello okay never mind For, we're gonna cut everything that just happened okay <laughs> so yes um so susan watson played the role of kim in broadway and she sings how lovely to be a woman which is also a very odd song
1: yeah oh yeah i have issues with that song obviously but uh, <laughs> i don't even know that i want to fucking get into it
0: <laughs> ear ear. You so she has a broadway voice
1: Okay.
0: because, yeah, you know, it's like every teenage girl hits age sixteen and suddenly thinks of herself as a uh, a beautiful adult sexual person. woman. Yeah.
1: Right, and like her whole identity is based around being a sexual object to boys. Uh, so that's great. That's Yeah.
0: We don't need to actually yeah, listen to the song, but we have I proof don't that we should she can listen to that
1: song. Yeah. I want to actually. Okay. okay. Hear, I,
0: I feel like Anne Margaret's voice was better in that song than in the original. Let's let's. Let's see how Anne margaret sounds. I'll just go right to the middle. (laughs) Yeah, that must... Wait, okay, that line. I'm glad I skipped to that line. No, no. Basically say... She's happy that she's being street harassed.
1: Yeah, it's a, a really great musical. I'm so glad that yeah. children are doing it. That's really
0: help- helpful. Yeah, God. <laughs> I, I, I totally forgot about that song when we were complaining about the musical this whole time. It's like yeah, me terrible too. messages. So much.
1: It's terrible. I mean, it's so interesting. Like, I feel like it's funny. Like Some of the musicals that we think of as more softballs are the ones that I have the strongest opinions on.
0: You know? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Ooh, um I think Tyne Daly is really, really, really great as the mom in the 1995 uh, version of the film. Just want to toss that out there. I, I, I that's fair. that is is
0: there is there a song she sings that I could put on or? N- She's in really. "What's the Matter
1: with Kids Today." She's just yeah. very funny, um, and I yeah. enjoy her a lot. It is okay structurally. This musical, it's kind of Albert's story at the end, and I'm, I'm thinking about this because you said that um, in the '63 film, like they sort of made it more about the kids because of the directors issues um but like structurally it's a strange piece like we start with rose wants him to be an english teacher and to leave the recording industry and then he finally does at the end um yeah like we zoom back out or zoom back i don't know uh in the end where it's about albert and rose which is
0: mm-hmm.
1: like i don't know how well that holds up really also yeah. rose i mean i don't have a lot of sympathy for albert like i love dick van dyke and jason alexander and had either of them not been them i think i would have had no patience.
0: Agreed. Yeah, yeah Albert's not, Albert's not that likable. It's kind of like um, it's like Ben. He's, Platt he's kind in Dear of racist, also.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Wait to wait to link it. Wait to link it back up.
0: Yeah. Um. Or or another example of a, a despicable character who you like because you like the actor is Norbert Leo Butts in last mm. five years.
1: Mm-hmm. Jamie
0: kind of sucks. Jamie's
1: the worst.
0: Yeah, and, and the, worst. the whole in order for the show to work at all, when she's clearly in the right and he's clearly in the wrong. He has to be, like, ridiculously charismatic. And Norbert yeah. Leo Butts made that work. But then when you go watch, like, high school – or not high school – like, college or, like, community theater productions of the last five years and the guy isn't, yeah. like, the most charismatic guy of all time, you just spend the whole thing being like, oh, he's just the villain and she's yeah. the good guy.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the uh, the patriarchy is alive and well in American musical theater. Uh, and that is the tagline for this Broadway binge episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Do we want to rank this thing? Like, do we? are there more yeah. things we want to give lip service to? Like, I think, like, fuck the show. Um, there's some stuff in the film that's cute, and I don't care. <sighs> yeah, and the
0: movie also gets boring. They changed it around so that the, the song, like... So, Comrade Birdie's supposed to sing a song before he goes right. to the army and kiss a girl. I guess we never established that. Oh yeah, that's and, a part, and, part of the <laughs> Yeah, on Ed Sullivan, and like he isn't going to get put on Ed Sullivan, and there's going to be a Russian ballet thing instead. So they have to like yeah. speed up the ballet, and in the movie instead of an English teacher, Albert is a physicist. So he makes a pill right. that like turns things really fast, and he gives it to the conductors, and then the conductor makes the Russian opera go really. Fast. It takes twenty minutes, and it sucks, and I hate it. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i don't i just don't care i just don't care okay. that's how i feel <laughs> I literally don't well, okay care. fine let's, let's just yeah. let's just rate it yeah i would be interested here's what i will say i would be interested in a production of Bye, Bye birdie that was a big drag show um celebrating uh the like all that's wrong not celebrating um hmm. examining all that's wrong in the show that's what i
0: would care. maybe for. but I would rather spend my two hours and my money just going to see an actual drag show.
1: Correct, correct. All right, totally correct. I agree. Yeah, like
0: if, if, it, if you must see some sort of form if of Bye Bye Birdie, must. I suppose.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I would be interested in seeing, like, the Taylor Mac version of Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I, 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 I I mean, I wouldn't be interested in seeing any version, honestly. but Any I version, right. yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, I mean, uh, if I, I had to. Case. I didn't hate it this much going in. I've been radicalized against it in, in the past. Case.
1: I mean... Power. Have you been radicalized, or have you just um, Seemed like. been, re- been reasonableized That's not Isn't that what radicalizing is sometimes? I, sometimes. Wow. Sometimes. Okay, getting into it, Jeremy. Jesus. Yeah. Um, okay, let's just rank this fucking show.
0: Okay, um, so first, I guess we'll start with, uh, was it important, or is it important? And so um, we haven't really talked about this at all, so I'll just, a little bit. This is, okay. some, would, some would say, they would be wrong, but some would say that this is the first ever rock and roll musical. Okay. Um, um, as you'll notice, there was a quote-unquote rock song for a second in Flower Drum Song. Hannah, you should listen to that mini-sode if you want to.
1: I should listen hear to that. S- hear a snippet
0: of that. Um, and it was by Rodgers and Hammerstein, clearly making fun of rock and roll, and it was not a rock song. <laughs> Bye Bye Birdie at least has songs that like, like um, honestly sincere. Like this, the song that Conrad Birdie sings. I'll actually play a bit of that right now. That's like the kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's not being written by rock writers this writing team but like if elvis sang it it wouldn't seem out of place like you could see imagine elvis singing that song so there's at least songs in this show that are like rock-ish like they wouldn't be out of place on a rock album bye bye birdie itself is kind of like that here's a second of honestly sincere and then we'll talk about what it important okay
1: If you feel it here, well, then you're going to
0: be honestly, sincere. What you feel. Yeah, so that's okay. uh, fine, fine. Fine. We'll call that rock. Sure. Uh, sure. What One could argue that it is not rock. It's fine. rock enough.
1: Okay, so was it important, Jeremy? What's your gonna what's your ranking? Oh, okay.
0: So like the only argument to this being important is that it like, if not the first rock musical, it was the beginning of rock invading Broadway to an extent mm-hmm. that now even musicals that aren't rock musicals right just the st- the general usual average Broadway sound mm-hmm. today, like wouldn't exist. Like you think like what's like a just normal Broadway musical, like wicked, like Right. that's by you know like steven schwartz who like started right. off with rock music like just the normal sort of poppy broadway sound heard. owes itself to rock heard so okay. the question is did bye bye birdie have anything to do with that probably not i'll give it a <laughs> 4.5
1: okay i'm giving it a four only because it's so ubiquitous in mainstream culture
0: yeah
1: um yeah, like I didn't know the We I We Love You Conrad song as a kid. My family just used to Conrad. sing like we love you blank. Oh yes we do. Da-da-da-da-da. Like we would just sing that song to people all the time and I like didn't know it was a Bye bye Birdie song. Um mm-hmm. so because of its like uh footprint in I guess pop culture, I'm giving it a four.
0: All right. So let's see. Was it good at the time? Um so let's pretend that we are our current age, but the year is nineteen sixty. We mm-hmm. are um As progressive as we are now, but relative to its times, that we're both slightly, even though we are on the left of America, we still are slightly problematic because we're from the 60s. Right. Um, We're
1: still slightly problematic now. We are. Um, We're more than slightly problematic. Was it good at the time? I don't fucking know. I'll give it a six. Okay. Is that Um, high? Is that too low? Is that high? Is that low? I
0: I think that's high. I'm going to give it a five. Okay.
1: I mean, yeah, you're right. it is high take it'll take it down to five and a half from me,
0: okay, I'll do that. We try not to influence each other, but th- I think that's fair. <laughs> and then is it good today? I'll go first. um I've given better musicals No, that's I, I was gonna say I've given better musicals than this twos. um yeah, I gave Pale Joey and Porky and Bess two. That was harsh, uh, but I guess I That guess was fair. harsh. We were starting um, out, we were young. I'll, then I'll give this a 2 cuz this isn't better than those are. So, a 2 for me.
1: I'm giving it a 1.
0: Okay. That's Oh, that is tied for your worst score with <laughs> Kiss Me Kate, which is our yeah, all-time. Yeah, that seems that seems right. That seems. And Kiss Kiss Me Kate's the only one that I've given out. I do think this is marginally better than Kiss Me Kate.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm coming in cuz I'm I'm thinking about like how problematic the show is, and that's why. That's totally. Fair. If I was thinking about like technical um, elements of the show, I would probably be ranking it differently,
0: but I'm not. So, yeah. uh, what's its score? Well, so let's see how long because we have like the sort of two different score oh, situations. How so long it ran, did it run? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ran for 607 performances for about a year. So, in the scheme of things, that's not huge. Okay, so it ran for 607 performances, um, which we take that as a fraction of the longest running show at that point. Which uh, is My Fair Lady, which ran for 2717. So basically, when you run it through the calculation, it gets a two in that. Oh my God. Um, okay, great. So its total score, um, just for me and Hannah, so this is like the most official score of the scores, is 22, which actually slots it in right above Kiss Me Kate, um, which is fine. And it's, um, the, so I'm going to give you the bottom five right now. Uh, fifth worst is Bye Bye Birdie. Uh, fourth worst Kiss Me Kate third worst Peter Pan second worst is Damn Yankees and our worst musical is Pajama Game that's, that's the bottom of the bottom and then above that you start getting into like the medium level musicals like Porgy and Best Sound of Music Carousel that situation mm. and then when you add in how long it ran because this ran really not long at all compared to other musicals it's instead of being the fifth worst it's actually the third worst at 24 only beating Peter Pan and the Pajama Game so okay Fine. So there you have it. Towards the bottom. There you have it. Well, all right. Bye bye. Birdie.
1: Birdie. <laughs> That wasn't good. Maybe no, we can. I'll that. just say, leave uh, it in. <laughs> leave it in. Uh, yeah, leave it no, in. Su- su- subscribe
0: if you can to this, this people, show. People should know that. If, if this if this <laughs> is your very first episode, you're surely not going to subscribe. Like, you, you, you're not going to enjoy us if this is your first episode.
1: Um, I, or maybe this is the content you're craving. In which case, welcome.
0: Maybe yeah. Um, I imagine the person who like they're looking like what's the only podcast that's ever been done in history about Bye Bye Birdie? Because I'm such I a love Bye, Bye, Bye Bye Birdie, Birdie. fan. Yeah. yeah well, so I'm, I'm going to seek out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, tweet us at Broadway <laughs> underscore binge. Um, yeah. We also have an Instagram, but Hannah forgot the password. <laughs> so I'm
1: going to find it. It's fine. It will be back up and running
0: quite um, shortly. Yeah, but please do tweet at us. We, we love when we get tweets. Um. And we do. um. love to tweet. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll see you guys soon. I don't know exactly what show we'll be doing next, but we're in the 60s now, so uh, fun times. You know, a lot of fun times. <laughs> yes. Cool. Bye-bye.